welcome to the Vault Studios NFL Podcast, an Australian twist on all things NFL. The boys are cracking into a nice cold beer from Burnley Brewing. Let's join them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I am your host, James Arthur, and I am joined by the great man himself, Richard Garraway. How are you, buddy? I'm good, mate. How are you? I don't, no, I'm not going to do it yet. I'm going to wait before I tell you how I am. I'm very good because, Richie, I'm going to. This might upset you, but I'm very good and I'll show you why. Can you read that? Anyone who's not watching on the video, oh, I have make it full screen. in my hands. Oh, a coffee brown. Where'd a you get that? Burnley Brewing Coffee Brown. Uh, look, my good friend Chloe that looks after us from Burnley Brewing. Go to all social medias, follow Burnley Brewing, great sponsor of the show. Uh, she sent me a little message saying, hey, I found some coffee browns. She found a four-pack oh. and she knows how much I love them. Even though I don't, you know, Richie, I don't even really like coffee that much. It's not your style. I'm not no. a coffee drinker. And I, uh, she said, come by, come by and grab them. So I dropped everything I was doing immediately. Literally <laughs> dropped, dropped Izzy, my daughter on the floor, just, just ran. I didn't. Even, I don't even think Soph was home. I just left. I just left. I went straight away <laughs> and got my coffee brown. So I've got three more. I'm saving them. I, do I save them all for the next three shows, or on Friday night when I want a little bit of a pick me up and I want a beer? Do I drink all three of them and then you know we, we, you know how the night goes from there, Richie? Um, it is. It is their best. It is outstanding. Although I had so this week, Richie, it's a pineapple mango. Something. I'll get one out of the fridge for next week. Chloe, when she gave it to me, said it's the best beer they've ever made. And I was like, pineapple, man. No, surely not. Surely not. I said, it's better than coffee. She said, better than coffee. Better than coffee. I had it. It's not better than coffee, but it is <laughs> fucking outstanding. It's delightful. On a warm summer, I had one on Sunday, warm summer's day. Went down to the park with my two kids because that's all we're allowed to do in Melbourne. And May have snuck a couple of beers down there with me in my pockets and just just sipped away in the sun. It was delightful. So yeah, thank you to Burnley Brewing very much for uh, for their sponsorship. And I, I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna open this in a minute when Richie starts talking. Uh, next sponsor, next next cab off the rank because uh, we're such big time now, Richie. You got two sponsors, <laughs> and uh, this bad boy came from Breaking Oz Memorabilia. Again, if you're on the if you're not not on the video, this is a signed. Speed Authentic, which is a style helmet. It's authentic. If you look inside, it's not fake inside. Richie, you sell helmets. This is a real helmet. And it is signed by none the other than Terrell Suggs or T-Sizzle, as he's got the little inscription on it as well. Again, watch the video if you want to see it. Um, I'm going to be breaking this tomorrow night. Or sorry, I'm going to be putting it up for a break tomorrow night. You need to join Breaking Oz Memorabilia if you want a chance to buy in to get this helmet, Okay. Terrell Suggs, Defensive Player of the Year, one of the best defensive ends of the past oh, 15 years, definitely. So, superstar, Super Bowl winner. Here's a little picture of him signing it, authentica- authentication on it, everything. Breaking all memorabilia, absolutely outstanding. Thank you very much, boys. Um, couldn't appreciate it anymore. Um, we love you guys. Get into the Facebook group. They're also on Instagram now, so follow them on Instagram. And if you don't know how to find that, if you don't know how to go to Facebook and search, look in the description below. Both Breaking Oz Memorabilia, all their social medias are in there, and Burnley Brewing. Get to them, follow them, do the right thing, look after our sponsors, but look after us. Now, Richie, you asked how I was. If <laughs> you'd asked me at about 9.42... On Monday morning, I probably would have punched you. 
Um, that's how <laughs> mad I was. Everyone knows by now it's not it's old news almost, but Dak Prescott, his season is over with a just shocking dislocated ankle. Um looked and broken. And broken. It just looked awful. It was dreadful. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I I teared up a little bit. I didn't cry, Richie. I didn't cry about it because but and I didn't tear up because oh no, the Cowboys season is over. I just fell for the dude. Contract year, absolutely balling out. Like he's broken records the first five weeks. Looks like he's gonna get all the money in the world and more. And then this happens to him on a play where some people got it dirty. I don't think it was. I think he actually just man he just manhandled the D back and the D back just did whatever he could to hold on to him. Um, but he was playing so well in that game against the Giants, which they ended up winning. Andy Dalton won it, you know, came back and, and helped them after fumbling a snap. But anyway, um, but yeah, devastating uh, news. Anyway, for, new, for, new center as well. They probably had zero snaps together. You know what, Richie? I'm, I'm a former center. It's not that hard. Just catch the ball quarterbacks. Do you know every snap? Do you know any under center snap, Richard? Do you know whose fault it is? Fucking always. Every single the time. Center. The quarterback. Every and I'm a guy. I snapped a few over a guy's head. Like I'm, you know, Richard you used to coach. I've put a few over guys' heads before. I'm a little bit get a little bit excited and shoom, off it goes. Um, but any under center snap, unless it's on the wrong cadence and they snap it incorrectly at the wrong time, it's on the quarterback. It's really easy. You just you hold your hands, Richard. Just it just goes into your hands. You just catch it. It's it's pretty easy. But that's the the old center in me coming out. But I, I'm gutted for Dak. I. I don't know if this means a lot for the Cowboys season. A lot of people... Did you hear Tony Dungy on ESPN, what he said? I heard he's copped a lot of flack, but I didn't hear exactly what he said. It was a misuse of words. He he said that it could be a blessing in disguise, which that's what everyone's getting up in. He didn't mean it's a good thing that's happened to Dak Prescott, but he's saying they could go back to more the Cowboys-style offense and, you know, run the ball more, use Zeke more, drain the clock more, all that sort of stuff. The issue with that this year, I'd say in the past, yeah, absolutely. The issue is that this year you've got two rookies starting at tackle. None of them are experienced because I'm not sure if you heard Tyron Smith's out for the season too, just just to add, add, add a bit more. Um, Joe Looney, the center's out, hence why the rookie Badezi was starting. But they don't have that line anymore to just go, okay, we're better than you. Put eight in the box. We're just going to run over the top of you every time. They don't have that luxury anymore to do that. And their defense is terrible. So you're going to be behind. So Andy Dalton better be ready to throw the ball. That's all I'm going to say. That that's why that that theory's it's it's great. That idea is great in theory, but it's not it's not practical right now. They haven't got the cattle to do that. And Zeke's a gun, but he's they've got to find another way to get the ball to him. It's not going to be all running the ball because we will get crushed if that's what they do. There's still uh, the skill guys are still in place. That's probably the, the positive to take out of this. And Andy Dalton's, yeah, he's not. I'm trying to think of a. Who used to back up Peyton Manning for all those years? Um, Charlie Waters? Uh, I'm not even sure. I honestly can't remember. But it's not like you've got a, a complete spud coming in at no. backup quarterback. No, not at all. So I'm just so, trying to pour my coffee beer. It's it's a it's a messy one, as you can probably tell. It, it's a style. Um, I think I still think you're the most like Andy Dalton is still the best quarterback in the NFC East. Whoa! Like, <laughs> he is. Name a better one. So, so, Richie, I can hear someone storming down my. Dro- oh my god! The Eagles fans are storming the castle, Richie. We're in. I'm in. I'm going to die here. Richie's not here. Go to Richie's house, mate. That's a big call. It's you, not a big call at all. No, I think so. No, <laughs> it's really not. 
you think Andy Dalton's better than who, who? So he's definitely better than Dwayne Haskins, and yes. or Alex Smith, who's now starting. Which, Correct. well, well, well done, Alex Smith. Well done, Alex Jesus. Smith. Um, but he's definitely better than that that group in Washington. He's, yeah, he's. I don't know if he's more talented than Andy, the Daniel Jones. But he doesn't turn the ball over as much as Daniel Jones does. Like that guy's just a sieve of turnovers. And I, I, I would say Carson Wentz is the better quarterback, but. He hasn't played that well this year, but I think I'd, if you ask me right well, now, do you want Dalton or Wentz? I'm taking Wentz. Yeah, I don't know. Andy Dalton's much maligned because he played at Cincinnati for so long, but there was never much around him. AJ Green, especially in the last handful of years, which is everyone's always got the latest memories. Yeah, yep. It, they were terrible. Like, there was no talent around him and no offensive line. Look at Joe Burrow. Poor bastard's just running for his life constantly. Do you think um, Andy Dalton, though, we get down 20 points, can he throw for 550 yards and bring us back? Or 500 yards and bring sure. us back? With those skill guys, absolutely. Well, I guess the great thing is CD Lamb is just a bona fide star. You can t- anyone. I, I told you that. I yeah, told I know. Week one, he's your best receiver. I don't. I actually think Michael Gallup's their best receiver, which I believe I said to you week one also. Um, but, you did. But oh, look, that, th- that catch he took down the sideline to get that game-winning field goal, that was insane. But they're blessed with three incredibly good wide receivers. I think any of those receivers start in any team in the NFL, any of those three. Um, Agreed. Happy to hear an argument to why, but I don't think you'll find one. They're certainly in the top three of any team in the NFL by far. Um, they're they're really and Ceedee Lamb's super exciting. I really like him, but I said I'm just it's it, it's 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 made me uneasy. And I'm I'm sh- you know what I don't think the Cowboys season's over because the NFC East is so bad. But I don't think they're winning a Super Bowl with Andy Dalton, and that's what everyone no. who's a Cowboys fan had had hopes of this season. We thought we had the talent to be a Super Bowl contender, and we're just not right now. So it is what it is. We'll, we'll move on. Um, best of do luck to Dak in his recovery. His contract. He gets paid. They'll pay him. Yeah, but what? He'll still it's get a big 30, risk. If you give him a month to deal, I think what they'll do know. honestly is they'll they'll tag him again. They'll do the second year tag, um, which will then second year tag will pull it over to the yeah the escalators. It'd be around the I think it's to be around the thirty four million mark once it's all said around that mark anyway. I'm not going to do the math exactly, and then from there you can see how he is for his first year back. The good thing is it's happened reasonably early in the season. I think you'll see him play next year. And then if he's if he's the same guy, then you go with it. I guess the good thing about Prescott is the way that he's been poorly used, in my opinion, in Dallas is they don't actually use him to run with the ball like designed a lot. So people, well, that's what I was saying. Yeah, I think I can't remember if I was saying it to you or somebody else on the Monday afternoon. It's not like the offense will change that much. He, he's not a running quarterback. Like, no, he he, he, runs he could be, but they don't. But they don't use him like that. He definitely could be a running quarterback, but. Yeah, I, I just yeah, think... Yeah, whether they use him or not, the offense will look very similar yeah, with that, Andy Dalton. I mean, Andy was more athletic when he was younger because of the offense he ran at TCU, but I don't think he'd probably do that now. But no. Dak doesn't. So he can still roll out and hit a receiver. Like, that's not a yeah, problem. Yeah, Dak doesn't run... Dak yeah, actually um, runs with it very little. He should run with it more. It's one of the flaws of his game. When he has a wide open lane, he'll try and throw it 30-yard downfield to a tight angle, to a tight window because he feels he can make the throw and instead of taking the 10 yards and getting a first down it's one of his flaws but something he's got better at but I, I, I think he still gets paid I don't think there's any world he doesn't get paid and I think they'll tag him if first they, if they tag him it'll be 38 million next year and they expect the salary cap to drop because of the corona year and mm-hmm. the reduction in income yep 
So that could potentially be 21% of your cap on a guy who may not play at all. The biggest, the biggest risk for him with this injury, it's not so much the healing, it's what Alex Smith had. Because it was a compound injury, sweat, dirt, every other gross mm-hmm. thing you can think of can get into it and yep. you have infection. That's why um, Alex Smith was so long was because of the infections and the, and the multiple surgeries he had to have afterwards. That's the big worry for Dak, not well, necessarily the actual injury. I'll spin you a scenario, Rich. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys are woeful. Andy Dalton's a terrible, terrible player. They only win two games this year. They've got a top three pick. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll even sweeten it. They've got the number one pick because they're that bad with yeah. that Dak. They don't, they don't win another game. They win one game for the season. They have the number one pick. Yeah. You've already got two wins, but go two on. wins. Sorry, two wins. I forget. I forget about that. I forget about that Atlanta <laughs> one that we shouldn't have. Thank you, Atlanta. Uh, and they get the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. Do they take Trevor Lawrence? Of course they do. Do you think that's what they do? You think they go? Sorry, Dak. The opportunity is too good. Best of luck for your future. Have them both. You've got him on a rookie deal. Just see out the first year and make a decision. Mm. If, if nothing Very else, you'd be able to trade. If you could trade Lawrence, yeah, that's true for for a king's ransom. And if it doesn't work out, you let that go, and you got the quarterback of the future sitting there. Yeah, yeah, it's um, Easy it's, as that. it's an interesting scenario. But I, I, I think they'll win enough games to not have a top. <laughs> I don't think they'll be one pick. With with that division, you're still going to be in the playoffs. Your schedule ain't that hard. No, we, we're, we've actually gone through the hardest part of our schedule now. We've got to start. We start rallying into some easier, easier games now. I don't think there's any easy games in the NFL, but some some lower teams. Uh, anyway, that's enough of the Dak talk. I'll start crying again if we keep going on about it. Let's get to <laughs> Michael Thomas fight night. So, did you see this, Rich? Michael Thomas got benched, and I th- I, th- I thought he was injured. That's why he wasn't playing. But he was made inactive and benched, uh, suspended as as it would by his team for punching Malcolm Jenkins because in practice, Malcolm Jenkins called him Slant Boy. <laughs> so he punched now, him. He went into the locker room and he punched him. Is there any... Um, is there a slur here I'm missing? Well, last time I checked, My- Michael Thomas is an Asian and that's the only way that could be an insult. He means slant as in he runs... All he does is run slants. It's... It's a, probably a massive insult for a guy like Michael Thomas who doesn't think he only runs slants. And it does way more than that. I guess the question I've got for this, and I don't want to go too in deep on it, but Michael Thomas is starting to be a bit of a dickhead. Like, you know, I mean? he's just starting to show some. He's been paid, and, you know, he had the fight on Twitter with, with Parker from the Dolphins, which was just. Like, it was funny, and it was all true. He should have been drafted before Parker, but he wasn't. And that's that's life, but like just he had a beef with him and just unprovoked attack on him, and then you know he's got the punching incident. He's always mouthing off. At, I don't know. Like, do you think his like toxicity is going to hurt him at any point in his career, or he's just You're too basically good? asking if he's going to do an AB? Yeah, but AB remember AB was as was as quiet as a mouse for a decade. For a long time, you never yeah. heard a peep out of him. He was everyone respected him, and he never had any problems. Like he was arrogant, but he was also really good. So he kind of had that swagger that all the receivers seem to have. But I love Michael Thomas just takes it to the next level and punching like Malcolm Jenkins isn't only a really good player, but he's also a very good leader from all reports and. I've never really heard anyone say about like when when he originally left 
New Orleans and went to the Eagles, Sean Payton said it was one of the biggest mistakes of his career, letting Malcolm Jenkins leave the building. So this mm. is a guy that's well respected around the league. He's a big advocate in the NFLPA and you know the Black Lives Matter movement and all that sort of stuff. So from all reports, he's a great guy. And I imagine what it was was during he, Michael Thomas got a catch in practice on a slant and maybe he beat Malcolm Jenkins and Malcolm Jenkins said, "Yeah, it's all right. It's all it's all your run slant, boy." You know, like maybe that's I, I imagine that's all it was because I can't see how that gets. I, I can't see how that the context could be any different for that line. So. I don't know. I'm just I'm blown away. This guy's just he's just gotta just chill. You're a really good football player. Just just be just be a good football player. No one you know, no one needs to care what you're you know, you're punching guys because you just missed a game for no reason. So Yeah, you know, and it nearly it nearly cost him. It did nearly cost <laughs> Chargers him. Charges nearly you know? game in and beat him. It would have been nice to have him in that game. So great game by like Herbert. I'm mm. old Herbie fully loaded. He may my, be he may be rookie of the year. My fantasy keeper quarterback, yes. Yeah, definitely keep him. You got him real late, didn't you? Don't you have Rodgers as well? Yeah, I took the two of them in like the 14th and 15th rounds. Just just trade Rodgers, one of the other idiots. I'll give you like, I don't know, McCaffrey or something for him. That's so dumb there in that league. Um, let's... Same to you, Fitzy. <laughs> it is, 100%. Uh, <laughs> Fitzy, if you were wondering if it's aimed at you, if you're really wondering about it. It's definitely aimed at you. Yes. You should watch the video of this. Yes, David, it's aimed at you. Um, who did won the league last year, mind you? So <laughs> we should be quiet. <laughs> um, that's how much disrespect we have for Fitzy that he wins the league and we still don't respect him at all because he once drafted Eli Manning instead of Peyton Manning in the first round. That that happened. Peyton Manning through even this year he took Drew Brees in round six. I know. And I got Rogers in round fourteen. Peyton Manning threw fifty touchdowns that year too. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I drafted him. I know, it's great. <laughs> anyway, uh, Atlanta, Dan Quinn, Thomas Dimitrov, they're out, fired after the loss, 0-5. Uh, Dan Quinn, he'll always be remembered for 28-3, to unfortunately. And I just don't think... That team's always had talent, and I don't think he's a bad coach because he had a ton of success in Seattle as a defensive coordinator there. And he put together an okay performance, but... I'd go back to that year and it was one of the best offenses in the history of the NFL led and ran by Kyle Shanahan. And you've seen what he's gone on to do. I would say that the success of Atlanta was due to Kyle Shanahan, not Dan Quinn. Hence why a defensive coach gives up 28 points in the second half to lose a Super Bowl, And somehow Shanahan gets blamed. But I don't know. I think this was, this was a long time coming. He probably shouldn't have got, he shouldn't have came back after last year. Um, and I guess what they're deciding is Thomas Dimitrov has been there for a long time and he's made some good moves, he's made some really bad moves, he's made some good moves. One, you know, trading up to get Julio Jones, that certainly will be on his legacy as a great move. At the time, people weren't really sure. Um, but they're both out because they want to start fresh and it's going to be really interesting to see what they do in Atlanta. They've got, they got some bloated contracts. Um, will Matt Ryan be out? You know, will they use Julio as some sort of trade to get some some more talent in the building because let's be honest he's getting older now and he's not going to be there for the next run the next genuine run at a Super Bowl he's probably not going to be around so um, Ridley's proved to be really good reckon he will how, how old's Julio Jones you, you go tell me why uh, they've they've got two elite receivers well so that's what I'm saying maybe, but they're, they're so poor they've everywhere definitely got, they've definitely got one and I think um, Ridley could be he's R- definitely Ridley, showing it this year he's right up there yeah but Julio Jones is He's 31. Right He's 31 so, years old. Turning 32 in like a month. Yeah, and I think he's probably taking 
the biggest chunk of their of their salary cap this year. I'm just trying to find. If it. you could get a first round pick for him, yes, maybe. Only... Yeah, but what are you going to do with it? What's like, I mean? Really got... They've got to rebuild. Matt, their team's Matt terrible. Got some... But but not. I don't think letting go of the, of the letting skilled guys go is not the answer. You, you got to build from the middle up. So you get super aggressive in free agency and keep the superstars. But they've, Otherwise, they've been, they've tried to rebuild that offensive line. They took two offensive linemen in the first round last year. You know, we'll see, McGarry and Lindstrom, we'll see how they work out. They're still very young. They've been okay so far. One was hurt all of last, I think they were both hurt all of last year. But I, I think if you're going to blow this up, you've got to blow this up properly. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not sold on Matt Ryan is going to have seven or eight more years in the NFL at a high level. I just don't think he does. I don't think he's that sort of guy. I think in probably two years' time, he's starting to fade into non-existence anymore. Um, I don't know. They've got some questions. To, they've, got, they've got some big questions over there in Atlanta. They've got, they're very bad on defense. There's really only two guys on defense that I like, and one's Grady Jarrett, the D-tackle, who's really, really good. Very like One of the best D-tackles in the league. And then I like the linebacker, uh, his name I'm going to forget, like I always said, Deion Jones, I think it is. Um, but that's what I mean. Like they're, they're just not loaded in any position other than receiver. I, they've got to do something. Well, they they need capital. You've already got Ryan on the books till 2023, just looking Jones at it, and he's yeah. due a lot come that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think – you're not a basketball team. You know, that, that old blow it up mentality. It works mm. in basketball because you only need to find five. And they've paid they've paid Julio now. You, you, can't may as well just like write, you may as well just write him out, you know, and see what happens. Well, they're paying six guys more that have more than a ten million dollar cap hit this year. So, so uh, let me has, ask let me let me rephrase it. All. Got the what what would you do? If you were that you just got named the GM of the Atlanta Falcons, what would your move be? How would you fix it? Okay. I, I'd I'd put all my time money and effort into my O-line and D-line. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. So whoever's coming up this year, and I'll be honest, I have not looked at the 2021 free agents yet. I haven't even glanced at it. But you go look there, the Royal Draft Capital is, you spend tons of time looking at O-line, D-line tape for this year. You're going to have a high pick because you're not very good. Unfortunately, there's a few other teams who ain't very good as well. But... You know, you start rebuilding. Rebuild from the inside out. You've already mm-hmm. got a couple of great skill guys. So, you know, I'm not saying you don't have to worry about that, but they've got a pretty good tight end and two really good receivers. Let's call it one elite and one really good. Yep. And you've got a quarterback who is more than serviceable, who you've got locked in for three more years. I would draft another quarterback somewhere, whether it's next year or the year after, but I don't think there's any need to try and Try and pull the Dak Prescott move? So that try yeah, and get a guy in the third round. The, yeah, take guy in the third Russell round. Russell Wilson, Prescott, that there's sort of route. There's another guy. Um, yeah, and, and there'll be some value. There's a lot of talk about the um, quarterback at North Dakota, Divi 2 North Dakota. Um, That's where wins came from. Yeah. The yeah, Bisons. so another guy coming out of that system. There's hmm. a lot of um, hype around him. So, yeah, maybe take one in the third round or something like that. But I would be pouring all my efforts into the O-line, D-line. You look at the teams that are good. They've either got exceptional quarterback yep. or they're built from the inside out. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of the avenue I'd go. But the, to do that, you need to create capital. You need more. Unless you think like, 
I guess they, in the preseason we talked about Atlanta. We didn't. It was either going to go one way or the other. Now it, it went the other. <laughs> they didn't win. We thought there's a chance these guys are a playoff mm. team because they got the talent. But it just seems like, and you know, maybe a fresh coach. Maybe you get in a Sean McVay sort of guy comes in and goes, "All right, Matt Ryan. Well, all right, Julio. All right, Kelvin. Really, let, let's go. Like, girly, we can. That's uh, what I'm we can make this happen. This is a good. This has got some good, good skill guys. Build, build the offense around those those two guys on the outside. Yeah, like ever since Shanahan left the building. They're obviously not even close to the same. So I think you got to get an offensive guy in there because that's where most of your skill is. Yep. So you've got to get more out of it. Yeah. You know, there's there's plenty of good um, coaches around it. A really interesting thing that like Arthur Blank said when he was asked for a quote about it, and he literally said, "At the end of the day, it comes down to winning." Mm-hmm. And Dan Quinn's not a winner. And I said it two weeks ago or three weeks ago, this is a loser organization. Yeah, and have been for a long time. And the more I thought about it, the city of Atlanta is. Look at all their professional sports teams just quietly. Um, none of them no good. Not many championships right. going to Atlanta. So they have a basketball team? That's bad. Oh, the Hawks? Atlanta Hawks? They have a basketball team? Hawks. Yes, yeah, that's yes. bad. Yeah. It doesn't they, they roll got off the tongue, does it? They got all four. Not many cities do. But... I don't know. The guy's got a challenge, but at least with his challenge, he's got some pieces. That's true. You know, and he's like, got a quarterback. It's not like the, the, he's got a few years yeah. left with the quarterback, which is always the toughest start. Having to find, you don't have to take over the one. Jet, if you're the guy who has to take over the Jets at the end of this year, oh, yeah. I think he's got a way tougher job. It's way harder. Way harder. <laughs> That's be awful. Because uh, you'd be thinking, do we cut Donald? You know, and we're, we're actually we're talking Jets later, so let, let's hold that. Let's hold oh, it. We'll hold it. Um, all right, let's get to our segment for this week. And I thought we'd do the good, the bad, and the surprising, not the ugly, Richie. And <clears throat> we're going to start with the good. And we're going to start with a team that got a big, big win today and a team that I think I may owe an apology to because I mulliganed them out of the playoffs last week when they were undefeated. And what do they do? They go back and roll the undefeated Buffalo Bills Um Gave them quite the ass whooping in the end. Uh, the Tennessee Titans. So Tennessee Titans, I'm sorry. I think I made a mistake. They're now four and zero. They obviously had their bye because of the COVID situations. Um, this is just I, I watched this game and I hadn't watched a full Tennessee game this year, and it's probably a mistake of mine doing that before I took them out of the playoffs because they looked really good. And a lot of things went their way today, which was, you know, I'm not going to get on Buffalo for losing. It literally everything that could have gone against Buffalo did go against Buffalo. Every fumble went went straight to them. Um it was a bad day for for Josh Allen, not a great day for Josh Allen, but you look at the pieces the Titans have. They're a really really strong football team and they've now got a a good lead on the division. You know, the Colts dropped a game to the Browns and the Jags and the Texans are they're nowhere. They they're gone. Um, I want, when do the when when do the Titans play? Where's the schedule? When do they play the? I'll find it. Oh, come on! So they got the Texans next week. There you go. So that's a good then division got game. The Steelers, which will be a really good game. Yeah. I want then the, Cincinnati and the, Chicago. The Colts until they play the Colts in week ten. Then have a week off to play Baltimore and then play the Colts again. I don't know why they do that middle of the season. Put 
two games against a, a division team. But anyway, um, so they play the Colts in week 10. That's the one I'll be waiting for. That'll kind of decide that division for me. But I just, yeah. Steelers in two weeks will be a good. Steelers really will be good. good. Steelers undefeated too at the test. moment. And yeah. that's a that's a great segue into my second good team, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers, who their defense is outstanding. Um, now, they play the Browns next week. That's going to tell us a lot about the Browns and the Steelers. I think that's going to be a really, really good game. Uh, but again, another team that we were kind of right about them in the preseason. They've got all the pieces. If Ben Roethlisberger goes down hurt, then, you know, they're stuffed. But as we're going to find, a lot of teams are going to be like that. Uh, but I really like these. I, I think they're playing really well. Their defense is outstanding. TJ Watt, um, Bud Dupree are both outstanding edge rushers. They're very strong inside. Um, with Tuitt, uh, I just think, yeah, I think the Steelers are the real deal. I think... You know, that division there, pretty bloated at the moment. You've got Pittsburgh on 4-0, and Baltimore 4-1, and and Cleveland 4-1. and So, you know, a real tight division. And I, I had all three of those teams in. Richie, you didn't put the Brownies back in last week, and then they go and get a good win. Are you regretting that? Nope. No, you still think they're going to fall apart. It's all, I, I, I'm, this is why I'm impressed by the new coach and new GM in, um, in Cleveland because... Baker's not playing well. Like, I watch these games. <laughs> I know. A lot of people don't. People just look at box scores. I watch these games. Baker does not play well, but they have taken an offense and taken all the pressure off him. Mm. They run the ball exceptionally well. You saw, you saw it in, in, um, yeah. in person. Chubb getting hurt's a big deal, though. I, think, I don't think people are making as big oh, a deal about don't it. Don't get me wrong, and, and it's killing my fantasy team, but... Hunt's no chump, and the and the two Johnsons are, are serviceable enough. But the way it's designed, um, they get um, they get Mayfield out on the edge. They get him out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. Easier throws, easier reads, um, and they run the ball hard. That is a good offensive line who make holes and push people off their spots. Yep. So it, it's it's not a fluke where they are. But my concern is. In games where they may go down early, often it's very reliant on the QB to bring you back. And I don't know if I'm sold on Baker yet. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair point. And what about Pittsburgh? You think they're the real deal? You think they could be a competitor? I think they're really good. I, I put them, I put them going super deep in the playoffs, and I also had them winning the division mm-hmm. uh, with 11 wins. So um, obviously, I you know give myself a pat on the back for the call. But I think it was. Because I was like you, I love that defense. That defense is so good. Yeah. And I just need a Roethlisberger to be Roethlisberger, and I'm fine. I don't and he need is. an elite year from him. No, and, and, he's, and he's, he's been every bit. exactly what we need. I think he might I, and, I think he might win comeback player. I know Cam Newton hasn't played for two weeks with the COVID, but I, I think he might win comeback player. He ser- he's certainly out in front. I mean, yeah. his mistakes are so low. Like, he, he he's not throwing... Um, bad picks. He's putting the ball in good places, um, and they he shares it around. Like seven, eight guys will have receptions every week, and, and multiples. Like, and they they just keep finding receivers. The bastards. I wish we could do that. Like every year, they just seem to be finding them out of nowhere. They're very um, good at drafting receivers. Very, very good at it. It's, yeah, they're it's, exceptional be- it's becoming it. it's becoming a bit of a joke how good they are at it. They just find one every year. Um, so yeah, yeah, look, I, yeah, I think I think they're the real deal, and I got to give you credit again, Rich, because my third team that's in the good was a team that I mulliganed in back into the playoffs last week and admitted my my sins. But you had them from the start and were very high on them. You had them winning the the West, and that's the uh, Seattle Seahawks. And this team is 
flying. 5-0 and at the moment. Their defense is terrible, but it doesn't seem to matter. They run the ball exceptionally. They pass the ball exceptionally. DK Metcalf, you know, pretty much 500 yards on the season, 496 to be exact, um, in five games. He's really having a, having a breakout year after a great rookie year. Russell Wilson at this point is fighting with, with uh, Aaron Rodgers for MVP, in my opinion. Um, he's been outstanding. And even on the, you know, who, who did they play? The Vikings. They played the Vikings last Vikings. week. Yeah, and they had a bad game, yet they still find a way to pull out a win. And that's what good teams do. It's something I've used as a negative against the Cowboys for so long. When they have a bad game, they lose. They just lose. Whereas good teams, when they have a bad day, they find a way to put it all together and just win it at the end. And Seattle have really got that in their DNA. And it's good to see them just, they've changed their whole outlook. You know, they've been this running team and defensive team for the past, what feels like decade. But now they're like, you know what? Our defense sucks and we can run the ball, but Russell Wilson's the best quarterback in the league when he's up and going. Let's just go. We've got Metcalf. We've got Tyler Lockett. Let, let's just let's just sling it around. And it's working and it's fun. So it's great I'm all in watch. on Seattle. Yeah, they're very enjoyable. Yeah. And I think... Have they got uh, a Schottenheimer? We discussed this before. They've got Schottenheimer's son, don't they? I'm certain uh, yeah, they who, who was the coordinator in... The Jets when they went to the two FC Championship games under Rex Ryan with Rexy, sexy. Oh, what's Rexy doing now? I miss him. Uh, He's I think he works Fox, Fox Sports. He does too. Um, Brian Schottenheimer, yeah, yeah. yeah. Son yeah. of who's the dad Schottenheimer? Marty. Marty, that's right. Marty, yeah. Old Marty Ball down in a. God, I cannot believe one of those Chargers teams did not win a Super Bowl. <laughs> I bet you LT can't either. That LT, Antonio, Young Rivers. God, that was such a good team. Didn't they have Moose and Muhammad for a couple of years as well? Remember Moose and Muhammad? They had so many good players. I went and saw them play the Raiders in old Qualcomm. And that Mm -hmm. day, LT ran for a touchdown, received for a touchdown, and threw a touchdown. (laughs) Do you want to know why they never won a Super Bowl, Rich? We're, We're well off topic now, but you want to know why? Name me a dominant defensive lineman from that era that played for the Chargers? Merriweather. But it said he was juicing. For one for one year before he broke every bone he in his had body. Few, he had a few I think he had two years or three good years. He was drafted the same year as Demarcus Ware and everyone yeah. used to say that, DeMar- that Merriweather was better and you know how I love Demarcus Ware. I used to take it personally and then Merriweather ended up playing like six seasons in the NFL and Demarcus Ware went on to be, you know, he's going to be a Hall of Famer any year whenever he's five years hit. Um... But there, and then name a outstanding offensive lineman that played for them in that era, and then no, and I'll tell you what, and, and there you go, Richie. There's why they didn't win a Super Bowl because, you know what, their fullback Lorenzo Neal is more Neal is, is more well known than any D lineman or O lineman that played for them in that time, and we all know that when it comes to the playoffs and it gets a bit colder and you got to go into New England or something like that, and all of a sudden you can't run the ball because your O line stinks because that's what it takes. That's what happens. That's why they never won a Super Bowl. Inside out. Tough, tough trip from uh, sunny San Diego <laughs> to chilly old New England. Yes, it is. Uh, let's get to the bad. And this one's... Sorry. Can we... Oh, yeah. We... Who do you want? Who... Talk, talk to me. Talk, while, talk to me. While we're talking about this game, you want to touch on the fourth down? What do you want to touch the on? The Vikings. <laughs> yeah. What? Do you want my opinion they... on it? Yeah, I'd be interested. It was 100% the right call. And I know this might surprise you. I don't. So, all right. Russell Wilson, in your mindset, you're sitting there going, okay, Russell Wilson's going to score a touchdown. 
He had no faith. Zimmer's got no faith in his defense at that point. He's sitting there going, mm. they're going to score. They're probably going to get the two. What were they up by? Four? Were they up by four? Is that right? Five. The field goal would have made it eight. Eight. Yeah, so up by five. So he's that's thinking... Why that, you, that's that, why you kick it. They're going to score a touchdown. I, I didn't, I, I didn't mind it. Because, you know, because he did. See how quickly he scored a touchdown? I okay, knew so it. I was got... sitting there watching going, Russell Wilson's going to score anyway. They need to end the game now or they're going to lose. I think they were going to lose no matter what. Whether they got... The only way they win that football game is if they convert that fourth down. I think... Because if that game goes to overtime, you know Seattle are winning it in overtime. They're the better team. They are a much better football team. When you're an underdog like that and you know you're not better and you have the opportunity, all right, let's just win this game now, you take it. Now... People go, oh, you know, maybe if you keep the field goals and gone up eight, the defense would have had more confidence, rah, rah, rah. No way. I think Russell Wilson, who we just discussed as being the MVP, he's, he's right up there, the MVP this year. I think he's going to win that game if you don't get the first down. And he did. And then, like, I hate the analytics, Rich. You know that. But it, it, it suits me in this one because it backs me up. The analytics of <laughs> going for it and not getting it only changed their win percentage by 15%. It went from, like, so basically, you had if you got the first down, your win your win chance was hundred percent. It was over. If you didn't get it, it was like still like sixty percent. And if you kicked the field goal, it was only like forty five percent. It wasn't a big difference. So yeah, everything kind of point. I, I get it. I, I you take the eight points, you take your chance, and everyone's gonna say, oh well, Russell Wilson scored and he didn't get the two point. So do you really think they were taking that two point that seriously? They were only doing it to make it a three-point game. Like, do you think he was taking it that seriously? Yeah, that, that one doesn't count. I there was even twelve seconds that. left. I don't think he cared. The touchdown, what was what mattered, and he got that real easy, really easy. For me, mm-hmm. tell me why. Kicking the field goal and going up by eight is a positive thing. Yep. The reason, or sorry, not the reason, another reason why he went straight down the field and scored is because Zimmer said his defense. You're fucking crap. I don't think you can do this. Mm. So I'm going to try and get it with my offense. Then when they fail, the defense is still slighted. You've slighted them. And now you're like, oh, you now try and win this for us. I get what you're saying, the the mentality of it. it, You kick it. You go up. But here's the other thing, right? So what does this create in the locker room? One, the D thinks the coach has no faith in, in him and... He's the defensive coach. He's the defensive-minded coach. So he's just said to his guys, his team, I don't think you can win. But then the offense didn't win either. Yeah. So now you got the situation. Hang on. Now yeah. you got the situation where you're sitting there with a deal like, oh, coach thinks we suck, we can't win. The offense is like, oh, fuck, we didn't get it done either. And you're just creating that sucker mentality where you can kick the field goal go yes we're up by eight let's fucking finish this mm-hmm. but it's positive but what if you go to your defense all right guys i know you can stop them scoring a touchdown it doesn't matter to me i just want to win this game now i think you can stop them scoring anyway and you know what they're well inside their 20 it's not like it's a they've got a long field to go whether you think it or not whether zim is thinking that or not because i can guarantee you and richie you played and coached a lot of games of football everyone knew that if they didn't if if that Russell Wilson was either tying that game up and going to OT or winning it. We all knew. Yeah. If there was a three-point play, he would have won it on a three-point play. We, we all know he was going to win it. And I think in his mindset, it's like, we're not going to win in overtime. We're, we're done. We were 20-zip up. Like, we are not as good as these guys. We're one and five. We're one and four. Like, we need to just thing, get though, this game. So you're putting... You put all your eggs in the one basket. Yep, I do. If you go to eight, 
they've got to get eight to tie and go to overtime. There's more chances. You've got more opportunities to win. Yeah. yeah. There was only, there's only two outcomes. You were either going to win it there. Or as you said, you're going to lose it there. Yeah. And it's in a the NFL, as you said, where anyone can win any week, mm-hmm. look at Jacksonville week one. Yeah. It can happen all the time. Guys just, some reason the team didn't turn up. So you can win any week. Yep. This isn't college where I'm you're ten not times better than who you're playing. Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get, I get. What then you're you go for it, but you're in the fucking NFL. Yeah, I, I, I just this isn't asking. You know, I, I, like I, I liked it. Fired. Ballsy. Yeah, and you know what? He's probably going to get fired anyway. Like he's he, whether he won or not, he was going to be two and four or one and or one and five. Like, mm. sorry, two and three would have been. Yeah, two, two and three or one and five. Like two and three looks a lot better than one and five. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll I, I, I think I, I think I tweeted saying absolutely ballsy by him because it was. But do you know what? Do you know who's copping the most that sh- it's, isn't copping flack that should? His freaking O line. You needed a yard, man. Get a yard. Then you they were gonna. Then you they were gonna do. I wouldn't have just punched it in there. I would have run play action. I I would have too. But like, <laughs> Zimmer's not the most imaginative coach, is he? Well, I'm sure it wasn't his. I'm sure yeah. he asked what the O line O coordinator was going to call. But all I know is if you've got f- like. The offensive line should be going back to that huddle to be going into that locker room and going, sorry, everyone. And I said, Dude, I'm an offensive lineman. I, I would be. I'd be going to the locker room and going, you know what? We needed a yard and we couldn't get it. It's the classic thing when I said, I can't remember if it was you guys or later in the year where, oh no, it was when New England ran that same play to try and score or get the two-pointer or whatever the hell that one was. Yeah, yeah. The, the two-pointer. Where there was only the one option. Only one thing could happen. Yep. So you call a play... An offensive play where there could only be one outcome. We're mm-hmm. slamming it in the middle. Yep. I just hate that. You have the opportunity there where you can play action. Did they run it in like out, a they ran it in like breathe. a goal line set as well, didn't they? Exactly. So, so we're lining I up. I hate I hate running with a stacked with a stacked line. And what I mean by st- not Me not too. a defensive stacked line, I mean an offensive stacked line. I think the dumbest thing you can run at when you need a yard is bringing every single person in and going. We're going to run up the middle. We're going to be bigger and tougher than you. I'm always a big advocate of go four wide with one back and go, you know what? If you want to go one-on-one with all these guys, I'll have take fun. A I might take a slant. You know what I would have done? I would have done a three on the left. What, sorry, whatever the wide side was, I would have gone three on the short side, had Adam Thielen on the right side on his own. and gone, Adam Thielen, if you get one-on-one, we are running a slant. We're not telling anyone. Kirk Cousins is just going to take the ball and throw it to you on the slant because we reckon you're going to win. He's going to throw it to you. Uh, that's, and I'd yeah. spread it out. And i go, all right, defense, do you want to put everyone else in the box and go one-on-one with, with Adam Thielen? We'll take it. I hate the idea of stacking everyone in. It's one of the most archaic things ever. Because then you're literally going to your O-line. All right, guys, you see all those other big, huge dudes that are going to be coming off the ball at you as well, that they know that you only need a yard. Yeah, you got to just move them out of the way. Like you got to move them from here to here without... Like, they really don't want you to move them either. And they're going to... Yeah. They're going to... They might even cut you down, like... It's it's bad, but anyway, I, I I didn't hate the call. I thought it was ballsy, and if I was ever in that situation, would I make that move? Probably not. I'd probably be too gutless. I'd probably go for. The, I'd take the eight points and try and just hope that we could get over. Like at worst, have overtime, but fight to win another fight fight again another day. Yeah, I just would have. I I thought it was ballsy of him in that situation. The season on the line for me. If I'm the if I'm the Vikings organization, I'm walking away from going. You know what, Zimmer's our coach. I'm not. I'm walking around with a better opinion of him. He's saying, you know what? He just he just wanted to win. And I, I, I like that. I like that about him. Anyway, I like wanting to win, but I don't like calling bad plays. The, the, the play call wasn't great, but the decision I liked. 
Um, all right, let's get to the bad. And I want to talk about the NFC East. They are the third division in the history of the NFL to have no team at or over 500 after the first five games. This is by far the bad of the league. Um, the Cowboys are leading it on two and three. Then you've got the Eagles at one, three, and one. The Washington football team, who have absolutely gone to crap after beating Eagles week one at one and four, and the Giants at 0 and 5. This is one of the worst divisions I've ever seen in football. And after the Dak injury, I don't. Like, this could. If Dak doesn't get hurt in this game against the Giants, this could be like the win the Cowboys needed. You know, like, oh, you know what? Beat a division rival. We're up in the lead now. Eagles lost to the Steelers. This is awesome. But this division is terrible and I don't see it getting any better it's just going to be a matter of which bad team beats the other bad teams in the division that wins this division and none no one in this team is winning a playoff game no one yeah it's pretty garbage it's dreadful there's not much more we can say about it it is a dreadful dreadful division and it's embarrassing to watch right now so they should take some heat also how bad's Daniel Jones whose idea was it to draft him at six and how is he still employed? I know, I know whose idea it was. How is he still employed is the bigger question. <laughs> Blows my yeah, mind how um, David Gettleman still got a job in the NFL. There's, I think he'll certainly be gone. I don't think Joe Judge will be gone. I, I, I actually like Joe Judge. I think he's un, I, I think his attitude's great and all that. But Gettleman, it's like he can't... One, he lost Saquon Barkley for the year. They're only like super, superstar player they lost. It's not his fault. He didn't trade Odell Beckham away. He didn't sign Nate Solder. He did, Nate Solder can't even get a game on this offensive line. That's how bad. And he's, how bad is that? He's like the second highest paid in the league. It's ridiculous. They've been. I don't know if he's hurt actually, but that's just what I, I've said. He hasn't played. Um, they took Andrews in the first round at tackle, uh, and my argument was that Beckton, the guy that your boys talk at took took out of Iowa, um, Worths, yeah. were all better, and they took that guy first. And Beckton looks like. It's about the, we're going to talk Jets sec, next, but he looks about the only shining light in New York, and Worth looks great. So yeah, he's good. And whereas really Andrews, like he scored a two-point conversion on the weekend, big whoop, like great. Maybe block someone. That's not like yeah, any, that's, any, that's not his job. No, and and it might end up being he might end up being okay, but so far, like Gentleman's just he's dreadful, dreadful. And and Joe Judge is going to pay for it for a few years, and he'll probably lose his job because of how bad the moves have been. But yeah, NFC East absolutely woeful. Let's get to the other bad team, the New York Jets. And what I had in the rundown, Rich, is when is Gase gone? Seriously. But today, don't worry. They've helped Gase out today. They've they've found their scapegoat for this week. <laughs> they've cut Le'Veon Bell. Now, I know Le'Veon Bell's, Le'Veon Bell's had his off-field issues. He's a, you know, he's a bit of a prima donna. But I find it hard to believe that a guy that was so, so good in Pittsburgh that he's just a bad running back now at New York. I just, I find it hard to believe that. Uh, what Frank Gore's the answer there, is it? I just, Adam Gase is a cancer of that organization and they need to cut it out and get rid of it. The longer they let that guy destroy that team, the, the, the longer they do it, the, wor- the, more, the less and less chance Sam Donald's ever going to be good. I'm already pretty unsure about it now. Um, it, it's bad. All the all the classic things are happening. So, yeah, you, you, you try and get rid of Bell. Hopefully, blame him. Now he's doing the classic move. He said we tried to trade him. No one play. wanted you. We tried to trade you, and no, no one wanted. Yeah, because they know you're going to cut him because you're morons. 
Yeah, but they, but now he's doing the next move, which is I'll oh, give up play calling duties. Yep, yep. It, it's it's all <laughs> that way. He can blame the offensive coordinator later. Yeah, it's all the thing. It's the classic. It's 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 a college head coach who just survived and he fired all his staff. Yeah, and he lasts one more year and it doesn't get any better and he's gone because the culture comes from the head coach. It's Dan Quinn. It's Dan Quinn, but worse. That's exactly what we just said about Dan Quinn. They shouldn't have kept him on this year, but like. Who's the defensive coordinator? Name slipping my mind. Bounty Gate guy. Williams. Greg Williams. um, Greg Williams. Williams, As Dan would call him. That fucking piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) He's a fucking cheater. Fucking cheater. (laughs) That's that guy. But the culture's not good there. Like Jamal Adams, again, wanted to leave. They need to bite the bullet now. What's the point of waiting to the end of the year? Just get rid of everyone. Just get rid of them. And there's hope that someone in that building can salvage whatever you have left of Sam Donald's confidence and then start next year fresh with an offensive guy. Again, try and get a McVay sort of guy, which is it's easier said than done, but try and get that guy that can fix Sam Donald because all I'm telling you is like Levy and Bell, they should have probably never signed him because that O-line's really bad and um, the offense is really bad. But how can you cut a running back in today's NFL when literally running backs just seem to pop up every week being productive and the Jets just cannot get any running back, whether it's Lev Bell playing, Frank Gore, Perrine, whoever they've got in there, they can't get any of them to be productive in the NFL. That's not a running back problem. That's not an O-line problem. That's a coordinating problem and that's an Adam Gase problem. Donald didn't play on the weekend, did he? I I think he was out with the shoulder. Did he? Didn't Flacco play? I don't, didn't even watch it. That's how bad. I, I don't, couldn't give a crap. Uh, I, I, think, I thought Flacco was in there. Uh, I'm trying to find it. Yeah. I, I don't know if he did play. Oh, like I said, I, I didn't watch the game. I'm just going off how crap they've been for the year. But he's... I, I think Donald's... Gonna, I, I like Donald in the draft. I thought he was the quarterback I would have taken number one. Yeah, me too. I really like yeah. him. He had a great college career, like they all do, I guess. But he had a lot of upside. And... I don't know. I just, I don't think it's, I don't think it's all his fault. I really, I think Adam goes, oh, yeah. I could go on about it all day. And the, and the cupboard is pretty much officially bare. There's no one to throw to. Like, Jamie, literally, someone said to me today, this was the defense, Richie. They've got Jamison Crowder. I'm sorry, but if you're throwing out Jamison Crowder as a, come on, Donald should be better. They, therein lies the issue. <laughs> like there's an, I like Jamison Crowder. He's a great slot receiver. Do you know where he wouldn't start? Dallas. <laughs> there's a lot of places. Tampa. To, Tampa. There's a lot of places this guy wouldn't get, wouldn't get on the field. So, look, I said, I, I like Crowder. He's, he's a solid receiver. But if you're using that as a defense to why Donald should be good, then come on. I'm just looking. I finally got it. Yeah, Flacco yeah, he started. Got hurt in the, he got hurt in the Broncos game. Yeah. Levy and Bell went 13, 13 carries for 60 yards, 4.6 average, and then threw in one for seven-yard catch as well. Poor old Frank Gore. He just must want to just get out of there. Ah, Frank Gore is just he's just collecting a paycheck at this point, Rich. He's a disgruntled old <laughs> veteran that's just, just collecting. Um, let's, let's keep it moving. We're running out of time, so I want to go to the surprising and I want to start with the Chicago Bears, a team that we kind of both fobbed off as a contender last week. We didn't think they were any good, but I think we both did say that we're going to know a lot after Tampa. 
again, I don't want to get too carried away. Tampa were missing a lot of good football players in that game. A lot of guys that really could have helped them on offense. But I think the Chicago Bears, they're 4-1 and one now. They're just behind the, the, the Packers. I think they're a good football team, and I think they've got a very, very good defense. And they, if they can get that Nick Foles to just manage the game and you know put some points on the board, put some pressure on the other team, generate a couple of turnovers on defense, I think they can win some games. And they're 4-1. and one. They probably only need four more wins to be a wild card. So it's, it's, it's going to be hard for them to miss the playoffs now. I watched the Thursday night game, obviously. The biggest problem is, like, they asked Foles to throw it 42 times. They can't run the ball. And I think that's going to bite them in the ass later in the year. But like, they're lining up Cordell Patterson in the backfield, taking yeah. handoffs. Like, that's how desperate they are. Is it Cordell or Cordarrell? Cordarrell Patterson or Cordarrell? It's, it's a great Cordarrell. name. Cordarrell's a great name. Sure. It's a major um, league name. I love it. But I think like Dave Montgomery had like ten touches, yeah. like a two point nine, a clip or something. Speaking of I, bad O lines, this one's right up there. Yeah, it's not flash, but at the same time, as you said, that defense is good. Yeah, it is. It's and, really strong. And Tampa Tampa led him in the door at the end of the second half by scoring fourteen points in at two seconds. Um and Tampa never recovered from it. Um, because at D line they got humming. In the second half, so if if they yeah. can get any sort of lead in Tampa, I mean, um, in Chicago, and let Khalil Mack and I really I love Akeem Hicks. I think he's so underrated. He's good, big bugger inside, mate. I saw a picture of him standing next to Darren Sproles the other day. It was a meme, and it said the 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 caption was, "It's hard if 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 we got abducted by if these two got abducted by aliens, could you imagine them trying to convince them that they were the same species?" <laughs> <laughs> Sproles was literally up to his hip. <laughs> it's like, it was, I mean, like if, he's a huge if, man. If you want to look ahead, yeah, like, you're saying they need another four wins, right, for playoffs. Well, when when, when, when do they ahead, play the Lions? There's one. Well, I was going to say they've got the Panthers to come. They've got the Lions, the Texans, the Vikings, the Jags, and I've picked what I think are the easy ones. Then so the there schedule are the games, does get the Rams. Tough. Rams, Saints, Packers, um, twice they got the pack. So they're gonna have to beat. They're gonna have to beat Minnesota twice, beat Houston. Yeah, there's a chance like division games. A chance they steal one from Green Bay. Houston had a win this weekend, but it was the dead cat bounce or the dead, you know, the fired coach bounce. So, you know, there's a lot of winnable games on their schedule. They only need four more. I. Either way, they're surprising. I didn't think... And I guess we... Definitely. They've got a lot of talent on defense. Like, Khalil Mack still... It's almost like the spotlight's gone off him for some reason. I don't really understand why. I was just talking about how good Tristan Wirfs is having as a rookie season. Did you see... Or you would have yeah, seen it. When... when yeah. I thought Wirfs did okay. I watched I watched the All-22 of that because I wanted to see what he was like. Wirfs, Wirfs did okay. Wirfs, Wirfs had some wins. Like, he's a... This is one of the best defensive ends ever. Like he's he will be up there at the end of that. He'll be a top twenty guy ever once it's all said and done. Um, did you mm. see the play where Klumac literally like one arm threw him out of the way and Tom Brady's sitting on the ground looking at it? It's like the yeah, it's, fifth, like, it's like oh my god. And that's not Tristan Wirfs being bad. That's Khalil Mack being really really good. So I think that but they're very surprising. Uh, next team you mentioned them before, Carolina Panthers. No Christian McCaffrey mm. for a few weeks, but. I feel like they've Teddy just two gloves. yeah they've just found some stability with old with old Teddy throws he's just turned it around a little bit like somewhere where they really struggled even with Cam Newton you know when when he was good 
They were very inconsistent. And now you've got a Teddy Bridgewater that just kind of does all the right things and makes good decisions. And the team, you can tell they're really they rallying around him as a leader. It's I'd say it's awesome to see with what what Teddy Bridgewater's been through. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, Bailey, shut you know up. me. Always wish nothing but success for quarterbacks because when quarterbacks are good, football's good. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I'm glad he's playing well. They're certainly a surprise packet. Uh, I think they're going to struggle to make the playoffs, especially in that division. Yeah. But they're they're in it. So yeah, we'll see how it pans out. They're definitely surprising. The last one, Oakland. Sorry. <laughs> Oakland, I've actually wrote Oakland Raiders in there too, Rich, in the rundown. Yeah, it. Las Vegas Raiders, after a big win at the Chiefs. Now, don't, there's no crowd there, so the Chiefs aren't as daunting without their, you know, their really loud crowd. But big win in Kansas City after a couple, like a really tough schedule. Derek Carr absolutely is playing outstanding the last couple of weeks. I think it's a team that can push for the playoffs. Like, where are they sitting right now? I didn't even, I didn't even Three write Three and this. two. Three and two, they're, they're second in that division, looking around like they're win up on New England. They're, they're going to struggle. They'll have to be the third wild card, but they're real. They're, they're a good team. They're right in the race right now, and I thought they could be okay, but I thought they'd be okay kind of, you know, not not this way. I, don't, I don't, didn't think I'd feel so comfortable with them. I just think they're a good team. I feel like they could beat anyone any week. Do you think you can find them six more wins, put them in the playoffs? Let me get the schedule up. And then I've got it if you okay. want to give them the wins losses. Yeah, let's go. All right, so they're on They're on three right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they host the Bucks this week. Loss. Uh, they then go to the Browns. Win. They then go to the Chargers. Win. They then host the Broncos. Win. Host the Chiefs. Loss. Host the uh, go to the Falcons. Win. Go to the Jets. Win. It's a tough win there. Uh, to the New York Jets. Are you host the Colts? Loss. Hosts the Chargers. Loss because they won the other. Yeah, because you already got a beating them once. Splitting them. Host the Dolphins. What week's that? Second last. Win. Dolphins will be done by then. Hang on. There we go. Yep. And go to Broncos. Win. Last, Week last 17, season. Broncos have nothing to play for. Yeah, that's seven wins. I think they three can do wins it. they've already got. That's 10. I, I think they can do it. Their schedule, look, they've played the rougher part of their schedule. So, and I split, like, I think they'll beat Denver twice. I think Denver are terrible and they're getting worse and worse every week. But yeah, I think they'll they'll split some, they'll, 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 the Chiefs will beat them next time. They'll split with the Chargers and then I think, I think they're a good team. I mean, there's one that they've got on the right. They got Trent Williams back on the weekend at right tackle. When he plays, he's an all pro. He makes such a big difference to that line. They run and the we've crap. Left rugs out. Yeah, rugs. I haven't even mentioned him yet. Oh, man, when he, they might. Like I said, the problem is that all three of the guys that went in the first round, like sorry, four of them, like the ones I'm thinking, CD Lamb, Jefferson in Minnesota, Rugs and Judy, Judy have rugs. all looked exactly what's promised right now. There's yeah, and even T, so good. even T Higgins in in um, Cincinnati has been really good. Who was first pick of the second round? So I can't remember yeah. if there was any well, other Rager, receivers. Rager as well. Rager, uh, yeah, everyone loves. I'm not saying him. he's delivering, but he's he's a bit. He's he's um, he should be good. But... Yeah, he was a yeah he's he's been banged up. So I'll, I'll hold judgment. I never judge a receiver for a bad first year because wide receiver is really hard to play in the NFL. It's really difficult. Um, but I certainly that means I give them really high praise when they have good rookie years because it's I think it's I think it's difficult. 
Um, yeah, NFL, those four in particular have been great. You, you think in college, they're the fastest, best player in that running around in that back end. There's no one that can really... not not. There's not many weeks where there's someone out there that can compete with them at an athletic level. Whereas in the NFL, you would probably say 90% of the guys running around there with them can compete with them athletically. So you've got to start winning with route running, hands, That's because the separation is yeah. just not as great. You know, I heard a fun stat the other day. They were talking... I can't remember who they were talking, which quarterback it was. Maybe even Drew Brees, saying like the separation yards that receivers are getting and it was like the best in the league is like three yards average of separation from the defensive backs that yeah, is insane to me three yards like shit if we, you get three yards in old croydon it's like you're the best corner in the league by a long mile it's like if you're within 10 you've got a chance of breaking up with the quarterbacks throwing the ball in that league it's um it's just it's i'd love to go and see it like at training and that but yeah it's a different league so yeah but uh, vegas i'm I'm all about him. I think Gruden's done a great job. He's built a really, really fun team to watch. They run the ball well. Derek Carr's now kind of the secondary. He just has to be an above-average game manager, make a few big throws. He's got some guys to make some throws to. Again, Henry Ruggs gets over the top. I like it. Darren Waller, great tight end, great story. They're, they're a great narrative at the moment, and I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying watching them play football, which is something I can't say for a very long time if I enjoyed a Raiders team. Yeah, not since... Car and the broken leg year. Oh man, that was so good. Yeah, they 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 were going deep that year. I don't think they were winning yeah, it, okay. but I think they were an AFC Championship game that year. That he was yep. so, and he was MVP. He was so good. And so Andy Dalton had a year like that. There's been a lot of guys have had that. You know, Derek. <laughs> sorry, not Derek. Um, Blake Bortles had a year like that where he where he dragged. You know, they had a great defense that year, but he played really well for a year through 40 touchdowns. And they go to the AFC Championship game where he just gets out jeweled by um, none other than Tom Brady at the end. Like, it, it, it bobs up all the time. So, you know, I'm enjoying watching the Raiders, and I think Raiders fans should as well. I think it's exciting. And the, the, those three teams, Bears, Panthers, um, and the Raiders, are the three I'm just really, really surprised with how well they're going. Just, yeah, it's been good. It'll be it'll be very interesting if they can um, keep it up. Yeah, and that's a problem. I'm not confident with the the Panthers. They've been. I just I just don't think they can keep it up forever, and they haven't played great teams yet. But you know, it's fun. And same with the Bears. I think I think they'll drop off a bit. But the, the Raiders are one team I, I have a lot of confidence in. As I said, we've just found them seven more wins for the year. See how it goes. They've got every opportunity to, to win them now. Um, that's it. That's it for the show. No Thursday night this week. Oh, they got moved, didn't it, to Monday? Because of the rescheduling, there is two Monday night games. Yeah, so I I loved having the game today. Like we almost had football, had football every day from last from last. The Friday. only annoying, it was only on it was only on Game Pass, which was annoying. Do you have Game Pass? No, they charge too much for it. Oh, I just can't go without it. I just I watch it so much during the week. Like I don't even like I, I I don't even. It's not about watching it live on a Monday morning for me because you can almost do that anywhere now. It's about yeah. all the other stuff they give you. NFL. I have an NFL network going all the time when I'm home, just on the TV, just listening to it. I don't watch anything else. People are like, oh, you watch this new Bachelorette or, you know, Dating with a Boat, whatever it is. It's like, was it on NFL Network? Because I don't think I caught it. <laughs> dating. dating with a Boat. I don't know. It's not, it's like, mate, we're done. You wait. You wait you, you wait. Next week, the Channel 9 brings you Dating with a Boat. <laughs> Like you have to have a boat at every date or something. Mate, there's so many bad shows. Have you seen the ads for The Masked Singer? Like, really? That's a show? It's still going for like three years? People watch that? People with a mask on singing and they've got to guess who's singing? Come on. Give me a break. 
Uh, I reckon dating with a boat would be better than the mass Singer, personally. <laughs> um, I might, I might, might pitch it to Channel Nine and make a few million. We'll really, they'll really set the vault up, Richie. <laughs> we don't need the sponsors anymore, uh, which is a great segue into the sponsors that we do need now because we do not have a contract with Channel Nine. Breaking Oz memorabilia. Get into their Facebook group. This bad boy, Terrell Suggs, T Sizzle signed Speed Authentic helmet. Breaking tomorrow night. You'll start seeing posts. Also, Burnley Brewing. Delicious coffee beer. I'm not going to sleep tonight and I'm wrapped with it. I don't care. Um, but that's it for them. Thank you, guys. Make sure you go and follow more. Richie, thank you as always, mate, for being here. Uh, love your work and you will, you'll hear from us next. next tr- we only did Wednesday night this week, guys, because of the game. That was all, the extra game. We just pushed it back a night so we could have all the week games finished. Hopefully, New England get a game this week. It's been like three weeks. Pretty sure no one else has tested positive. So... You know, maybe make them play with maybe make them play without Cam Newton again. Sorry, guys. I know it sucks, and you've been so hard done by over the years, New England. You might have to play without Cam Newton one more time. Uh, No, Rich, thanks a lot for being here, mate, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning into the Vault Studio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you want to keep up with our video content, head over to YouTube, subscribe, and click the notification bell. Thanks for listening.